You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. They'd have two downs to try to get the yardage. Let's see what happens on third. Carr, Adams, downfield. He's got a touchdown. Las Vegas. You have an opportunity right here offensively to take the lead, you do it. They hand to Jacobs, and he, no signal, they didn't get it. And the Chiefs still lead by one. Welcome on in, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. It's a big day. we got a lot to talk about here. We'll start Monday Night Football from last night. A couple of great guests later on. CRG Futures, Ian McDonald, Jason Scott, VP of Trading for BetMGM. It's Futures Day on a Tuesday. Player team futures around the NFL, some college, and we have four Major League Baseball League Division Series playoff games today. We'll get to all that. We start, though, with Monday Night Football. Chiefs 30 and the Raiders 29. The game obviously goes over 51 and a half. The Raiders cover. The Raiders up 17-0. Joe, I'm not sure if you caught the, the live money line. Did, did you see did that, see that at all last night during the game? Because I, was, I wasn't watching live. I was a little behind on DVR, but I was like, I wonder what that number got up to when the Chiefs went up 17-0. Because watching it, a little behind, I was like, yeah, I think the Chiefs still might come back and win this game. Obviously, I didn't have a chance to bet it, but uh, it, maybe it was a pretty good number for those out there who did jump on that. Chiefs 30 and the Raiders 29. Well, there's no doubt. If you want to talk about chalky plays, if you're alive better, you know the public was probably looking for a chief spot. Sure. The books needed, I'm sure, Vegas big in the second half. That number was minus seven and a half at halftime for the second half line. And you know, like everybody was coming in on the Chiefs. I, I didn't, it wasn't one of those nights where I ended up checking uh, the live line. I was just focused in on my bets. Um, and we did very well. I mean, except for. The ghost of Pacheco, I your know. guy. Like Andy Reid talks him up. <laughs> he talks him up and then he doesn't use him at all. Yeah. Uh, Adams, that hit almost immediately, but I was just like waiting on the receptions because they were few and far between. They were impactful. They were for big pops, but it was like, when, when's it going to happen? And then late in the game <laughs> with, a, with a very long touchdown, he finally went over all of his numbers. We, we had a earlier in the day when it was 74 and a half, 75 and a half, it climbed uh, the Mahomes passing touchdowns, which was plus 145 at the time of the show, meaning over two and a half passing touchdowns. Midway through the second quarter, he has zero. And maybe people were worried. And I actually w- was not at that point because he got one before the half, got to the halftime. In the game script, going down 17-0, I'm like, this is perfect, actually. 
Okay, he doesn't have any yet, but this is perfect because all they're going to do is throw, and this is going to be a full four-quarter game. So he's going to be passing for four quarters. I had a lot of confidence that he was going to go over uh, Jacobs, 154. Still not good enough to lead the, the league in rushing for week number five, but just a massive game. But, you know, it's one of those contests where even though we're a betting show, the biggest stories from that game had nothing to do with betting. It was all of the other stuff, even the stuff that happened after the game ended, Aaron. Yeah, Devontae Adams, I think that might be one thing you're talking about, pushing yeah. that guy. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, the roughing the passer call, too, that was really bad during the game. Like, oh, my goodness. Um, I was thinking about it, too. Like, the Raiders up 20 to nothing, and Josh McDaniel mcdaniels a few weeks ago had a closed door meeting with mark davis after that titans loss and i'm like oh here it comes they're up big they're gonna blow it so i ended up doing a little live betting at halftime because it just didn't it just feel like here come the chiefs you know they score right yeah. before half oh, yeah. and it's just like did anyone have faith that the raiders were just gonna be able to close that out i mean Come on, you know, but I, I, I don't know what happens with Josh McDaniels. I mean, I doubt they fire him in season or anything, but this is disappointing. I mean, they were a playoff team last year and I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fired after the season. Yeah, it's a tough really? start for him. Um, they're one. I mean, I, they're, I don't... the record's bad, but they're in every single game. Yeah, it's like a are. few yeah. coin flips. They could easily have a winning record right now. Yeah, and I think it probably evens out as they go through. I mean, they get the Texans at home this coming week. They get the Saints after that. They get the Jaguars after that, Colts after that, Broncos, Seahawks. I mean, they could win four of the next six and kind of revive their season a little bit. I don't think they're I don't think they're a top five pick team. I don't think they're that terrible. But last night you you mm -hmm. mentioned it and the other stuff going on in this game, other than the final score and, and the Chiefs winning and four touchdowns for Kelsey and our, our bets with Mahomes and all that. I mean, Aaron mentioned Devontae Adams, that that might be more than a fine. We'll see. We'll see what they do to him. That was just a weird – it was like – the strange part of the Devontae Adams thing, it wasn't – it didn't seem like malicious or violent. It just was strange. Like, he just shoved him out of the way like he wasn't a human being. Like, out of my way. It was – Just like, out of my way. Yeah. It was odd. Like, it wasn't like he hit him or was, like, really violent. It was just like – but he's so big and it's strong. It's like he was taking out his flying. frustration with all these close yeah. losses. I mean, one of their games even went to overtime against Arizona. I mean, I think they're just – he's probably just frustrated, right? Right. I, I think that, it was – I think it was because it was immediately after – the game ends, and not only does it end, you oh, you were so close to pulling off the upset at Arrowhead against Mahomes. Yes, close losses, but it was right after he was one of the receivers that collided at the end of the game. Like, that was just so Raiders. They're, try, they're trying to push one last chance. Here you go. And then to – and it, it, at first glimpse, like before watching it in slow-mo, you could have thought, wait, was there pass interference on that play? Are the Raiders going right. to get another chance here? But it was no. It was just two Raiders running into each other, two receivers down deep. Like, And I'm sure that was part of it. So then the other thing, we'll get to the roughing the passer because this has been the theme since Sunday. And we talked a little bit yesterday. We'll get Aaron's thoughts on everything. Well, what do we think about the decisions by each coach in the fourth quarter to go for two? Andy Reid tries to make it a nine-point game. They miss a two-point conversion. It stays it stays where it was, mm -hmm. right? Say it's seven. And then Josh McDaniels goes for the win. And they don't get mm -hmm. it, and they stay down a point there. I just don't understand what the upside is to, 
to that two-point conversion by the Raiders, are you really going to stop the Chiefs from getting even into field goal range? I mean, what are you th- – like, the thinking there – like, obviously they were up when they got the ball back. Chiefs – the Raiders got the ball again. But the game is different, right? It's a different mentality for the Chiefs. So let's play it out. Let's say let's say the Raiders get the two-point conversion there. They're up 31-30. They're still mm-hmm. going down and trying to kick a field goal. Like, you're going to lose yeah. either way. But you but you lost the game on the conversion. Like, I don't see the upside. The upside is I'm up one. All right, I lose on a field goal. Or I'm tied. I lose on a field goal. I, I think the risk versus reward there for Josh McDaniels, I didn't understand it. It didn't seem like it made sense in that moment, risk versus reward, because a field goal sinks you either way. Yeah, I think? hear you. Um, I, I disagree. But, well, let's talk about both scenarios. And first off, Okay, can, can we do better in 2022 with the decision-making that, that we're getting at the end of the games? We're uh, maybe a little too aggressive, according to some. I don't think we're there, but some would say we're too aggressive. Can we do better with the numbers? Can we do better with the probability, with all the numbers that ESPN has? Can they tell us exactly why, instead of the announcer not knowing the real reason, so everything is, well, the analytics say this. Do, do they say that? And I think that's a fair point, Joji. Do the analytics truly say that McDaniel should have gone for two in that moment? I'm not sure that they do. It annoys the hell out of me when typically informed broadcasters, like freaking Buck and Aikman, we can do better than just saying, well, the analytics say, okay, what analytics? Show me the numbers. Explain it to me. They can't do that They because they don't know. And in 2022, we're still in that spot where the broadcasters don't know. And because they don't know, they just say the analytics. Read, agree 100 times out of 100. You, you, you're already up a full possession. They cannot take the lead with just the touchdown and the extra point. You go for two to try and end the game. Reed was trying to end the game or make it two two score game. Right? I do that every time. Yeah. I love that call. McDaniels Me too. didn't like love it as much. Yeah, McDaniels didn't love it as much, but I also get it. You, what I could combat what you said, Joe G, is, well, are you really going to win extending the game? You're just trying to extend the game by going for the extra point to try and get the – I mean, we've seen what happens with just a few seconds with Mahomes. And you are on the road. And it's kind of like you're trying to steal something and get the hell out of Dodge before they realize like you might actually beat the Chiefs. I get it. There were four minutes left. So there's no guarantee that the Chiefs are going to be able to milk the clock and settle for the perfect field goal in that situation. And if you take the lead and they get the field goal, and if there's any time on the clock, you do have Carlson in your back pocket, who is one of the better kickers in the league. Now you're also in a position where you can take the lead back because it's not it's not back to a tie game. They're up by two yeah. instead of three. I did, I did like the aggressiveness overall. But, I mean, the guy was just going for the win there. And I think if he does extend the game, chances are you're still going to lose to the Chiefs by making it a tie game. What'd you think, Aaron? And McDaniel's going for that. I, I think we all agree. The Andy Reid one, I get that, right? Try to go up nine instead yeah. of eight. That makes sense. But what do you think McDaniel's going for the, the lead there rather than just tying it 30 to 30? I mean, it seemed a little bit conservative, but he was doing the best that he could in the situation. I don't blame him. I think it's just tough when you think about all of these close losses and he was probably 
doing this chess match in his head thinking, okay, I got to do this, you know, and it just didn't work out for him. If, if anything, I had, I had an issue with the play call going for it. I agree with more. And the thinking clearly is they haven't stopped Jacobs all game. Dude ran for a buck 54 on just 21 carries was ridiculous. Just a a battering Ram. The chiefs could not stop the run. So that's, that's the thing with the play call. Um, you have Devontae Adams on your side. You have the guy that scored the first touchdown and the last touchdown of the game. How many times do we see Rodgers in a got-to-get-it spot just go up to Adams? Why aren't we going up to Adams in that spot? That I mean, that, Isn't that their best play all night? Yeah. Just throw the ball to Devontae yeah. Adams. That was their best play the whole yeah. game. Yes, that, Do that. that was an issue. Go win the game by um, doing that. Yeah. To, to your point about the, the broadcaster who's trying to give us a picture of it, I mean, it – it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, the ESPN, we'll just use Buck and Aikman. They should provide them, and it should be instantaneous, right? Like, this is the win probability of making a two-point conversion here versus a tie game with this much time to go. And then, you know what will be interesting to me? They give Buck that information. He throws it out there. And then Aikman can use his his knowledge and say, well, yeah, but, right? Like, he could give perspective on the other coach on the other quarterback, all that, like that would be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. They have to fix that. They have to make that a little bit better uh, in the booth because it just, you're right, Aaron, it just feels like they just say, well, the analytics say, but they don't explain what the yeah. numbers are to, to the viewer. So it makes sense. I agree. I thought that was a great point by you guys. Another thing that I noticed in the beginning of the game when the Chiefs were down was Orlando Brown is a big liability for the Chiefs' offensive line. And it seemed like the Raiders were just kind of dominating them Ooh. early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That pass rush was no getting – That was the first time this year I thought the Raiders' pass rush really, really got going in a big way. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I think this Raiders team's kind of interesting moving forward because I wonder if, what kind of numbers we get on them. Uh, week to week because they are one and four, but I don't think they're terrible. I mean, what's their points? So like minus 10 for the all, all season. It can't be that bad. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't see my tweet. Cause I actually looked it up afterwards. I looked up their point differential, a one in four record. What is their point differential at the end of regulation with a one in four record? What is it? I, I guess minus 10 plus one. Wow. <laughs> They had the nine-point win. There was an overtime game, so you marked that as zero. One-point loss, a two-point loss, and what was the Chargers? Five or something like that? Four or five? Plus one-point differential with a one-in-four record at the end of regulation. That's Every loss has been one score. (laughs) Every loss has been one score. Uh, Yeah. Zero, How are they ATS? Have they been a good ATS team? You would kind of think, but... They're no Falcons, yeah. I can tell you that. Well, that's true. <laughs> Not our Falcons. Yeah, they're they're minus five for the season. Obviously, you you were talking about regulation there. I mean, compare that to Pittsburgh, who's minus fifty-one. Like, oh, you know, they're. I mean, that's a bad football team right now, who got blown out, obviously. But that's interesting. Only minus Which, five. Two and three. Two and three against the spread. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be on them in coming weeks. I think there's there's some evening yeah. out to go here with the Raiders. I. I Ultimately, I think they're going to end yeah. up what I thought, which is like a seven or eight win team. They're just going to get there in a weird way, you know, by being one and four and then maybe winning some games in the middle of the season. But the Chiefs, they win. And, man, Mahomes, just quickly, Mahomes is unbelievable. I mean, it's just like that guy's never oh, yeah. out of a game. I, I've never seen a quarterback. Maybe Peyton Manning back in his day, he had some of those kind of comebacks. But, like, He's that so it felt good. like 17 nothing. the game is not even close to over. I've never seen it. It all. 
It almost felt like he was like, how many points can I be down and just show everyone what I can do in the second half? You know, I'm like, is he just playing with us? Like, you just knew he was going to turn it on in the second half. Uh, to, well, I'll say we'll, we'll do it actually on the other side. A ridiculous trend that occurred in week number five as we put a wrap on it and take a look at some of those uh, some of those futures on this Futures Tuesday. Sounds good to me, Joe. Oh, Joe Gier and Hawks for BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.